Welcome to Oversharing with the Overbees. I'm Joe. And I'm Matt. And each week you can tune in to hear us respond to your voicemails, go in depth on our lives as content creators, and hopefully leave you feeling even better than we found you. With that being said, let's get to Oversharing. There's nothing harder than starting a podcast for us. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm glad you added for us because I don't think that's a universal uh, issue. Well, I wasn't talking about universal issues. No, I know. I just, I was worried you were about to say there's nothing harder than starting a podcast. Wouldn't that be wild? Yeah, that's a bold take. There wouldn't be so many podcasts if that were the case. Yeah. Yeah, I think if anything, it's really easy to start one. It's difficult to continue doing it. You're not wrong. But You're not wrong. You mean literally starting the words of a podcast for us. We're yeah. very bad at that. Well, I actually, per usual, I'm going to toot my own horn. Okay. I think that I come in with good thoughts and intentions, and if I don't script it for you, you get really anxious. Because what I was going to start this episode about was talking about the outfit I'm wearing today. Okay. Tell me more about your outfit. And I started with my opening line. This is the second time we've started the podcast today, and Matt responded (laughs) with, okay. And then I didn't have anywhere to go with it, so I went with, what's new this week? I think I said, okay, tell me more. (laughs) He said, tell me more after I just stared at you. <laughs> we could cut that out, though. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. That's podcast magic right there. Uh-huh. You don't have to be good at podcasting. There's just somebody on the other end <laughs> that when you do a bad job, they'll just make it. It's like auto-tune. Yeah. It's not. Should we it, auto-tune ourselves for the podcast? There is no singer out there that's good. It's just <laughs> auto-tune. <laughs> <laughs> They're not masters of their craft. Anyone could do it. It's yeah. just auto-tune. Yeah. And there isn't somebody that runs auto-tune. That just magically happens. Yeah. No exactly. talent or work required. I'm glad somebody's saying it finally. Because <laughs> I've been thinking it for years. But. Yeah, I figured. I think we should go ahead and clip that. Put that up online. That's not going to get anyone upset. So, should be good. So. Just, just getting people riled up up here. Yeah, that's the goal, right? Is it? Yeah. Also, I, I mean, if everyone who listens to the podcast forces someone to listen to the podcast <laughs> continually, and then we repeat that, like, I don't know, two, three months in a row. Matt and I were talking marketing, how mm-hmm. we want to market the podcast, how we want to reach more of you. We want to expand to where we have more listeners uh, from all of our various channels online. And every time, this isn't new, I've said this a hundred times, my only marketing strategy is that we just have to convince everybody that listens to convince one friend to Mm -hmm. listen. Not every week. (laughs) And I keep saying, if we do that every week, you know, six, eight, 10 weeks in a row. jerk. And then it completely derails our marketing conversation. And then I feel lonely. Oh, well, that's, I feel like that's a separate problem. (laughs) I think that's underlying just everything else. You think is that is that postpartum? I don't know if it's postpartum. I think you just uh, you're just lonely. I am. I don't know. Okay. Not as a condition, not like as a person. You just been feeling lonely lately. Yeah. You just don't. I think I feel lonely for you. For me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do. You see me being lonely, and you're like, "Oh, that makes me feel lonely." Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's affecting me on the same level as you. Okay. I think it's much, much more experienced for you. You don't feel like your lack of social interaction on a day-to-day <laughs> impacts your overall mood? Mm. I mean, I think there's some days I don't want any social interaction. In this moment right now, she discovered that her husband, in fact, was not self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing voiceover? <laughs> For the podcast. Auto-tune that. (laughs) Yeah. That'll sound like a robot. You think? We can make it sound like whatever we want. You're right. We'll make you the next... Want to hear something fun Matt did? What did I do? He ordered me this giant panel um, that has a bunch of buttons that was supposed to allow me to auto-tune and put like effects and be able to go, week a week as we were going. But he ordered it broken. (laughs) (laughs) If he ordered it broken and it doesn't work, it's like pennies on the dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it does work and it's broken. 
<laughs> if I order it broken and it's still broken, uh, it it's not anything. Well, it's still pennies on the dollar. It just doesn't work. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we we got a broken uh, whatever that's called for pennies on the dollar. Mixer. A mixer. Yeah. I was really excited. Yeah. I was about to come through with all kinds of sound effects. Pew, pew, it's probably pew, pew. good we didn't have it because <laughs> I can just see you hammering all the sound effects buttons like the whole podcast. You think? Yeah. And then every just... time there would be a sound I would adopt for any time I thought I was funny. Just a laugh track? No. You're just going to drop a laugh track on no, yourself? No, 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 no. It, it would be something different. Like, like pew, 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 pew. Like Please laugh. Com- yeah. Please laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it would be. It would just be cues. Mm-hmm. You're right. That would hurt. Deep us. thought incoming. Ooh. Yeah. I don't have very many deep thoughts. No, we're a surface This brain's podcast. a nice little shallow pool yeah. of reflection. So how's recovering from getting back from our 10-day road trip? How's Fine. that going? Yeah? Yeah. Reestablishing routines? No. No? Starting new routines? Better routines? No. Is that the plan? No. No. I'm no. not doing anything. No? You've quit? Yeah, I'm not participating. <laughs> In the podcast or life? <laughs> Our home. Uh, no, it's been fine, I think. Okay. I like the principle of yes and, and then I ask you <laughs> questions, you go, no, nope, nope, try again. I'm having kind of a tough day. As you guys can tell, I'm going to listen back to this. I oh, won't. No. But <laughs> There's I'm, zero chance we listen back to this. What's going to happen is people are going to ask me if I'm okay after they listen to the first 10 minutes of this podcast. And the answer is no. No, it's not oh. no. It's just that I hardly slept last night and I am not very with it today mm. at all. Yeah. Like my brain is processing full sentences behind full sentences behind this could be a tricky podcast then yeah and so that's a big part of the the problem okay is that thing sleep deprived podcasting i haven't had a ton of sleep deprivation in your life in my life in general but the second postpartum experience i feel like for the most part with me nursing and doing all of the feeding and everything Mm -hmm. that i haven't had that bad of sleep deprivation oh for as bad as it can be in that circumstance. Right. It can be a lot worse. But there have been a couple nights, like last night, where, whew. Yeah, because he, he transitions to sleep pretty quickly. and Usually. He feeds quickly. And, and then those when are he two things that can my make eyeballs hurt. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to derail us. We, we're back. I, yeah, I guess we're getting... I'm getting back in somewhat of a routine. Uh, last week, getting back was wild because I had a ton of meetings Mm-hmm. just throughout the week and i had a hard time getting back to my normal flow kind of i feel of. like we had just enough meetings so that it derailed any momentum we could build up well when i set up my meetings that week i was for some reason thinking we were going to get back on sunday so i left monday open as like a reboot kind of reboot day uh laundry you know, wake up and still have a work day, but Mm kind of at your own pace. Yeah. At my own pace. Exactly. But then we didn't get back until Monday night. So I woke up Tuesday and we hit the ground running because we still had to record podcast. I had meetings throughout the day. We had, I don't know. It was fine, but I, I don't know. This weekend was really good. Yeah. As a travel tip, as you get older, you stop returning from vacation and rolling directly into work. A lot of people, you know, I'm going to come back Saturday and have Sunday before I have to go back to work Monday. We're doing the opposite now. It's, we're 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 pushing further into the week and then just directly rolling into work. It's why weekend trips don't work at all. Yeah. Yeah, they're tricky. And that's what happened is we had a weekend trip. Anyway, it's yeah. all good. I do feel like this week we've been back for over 10 days now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like things are getting better. Yeah. We're, we're recovering, so that's been good. We had a birthday party. Yep. She got to go to another birthday party. She loves birthday parties. I think we're we're getting to that age and stage of parenthood where we're just going to have birthday parties pretty regularly. Yeah, we're missing one in a couple weeks to go to a wedding. I'm sad about it. I'm like, excited about the wedding. But. Like our peer group is just having, they're having enough, everybody's having kids now, so there's just kids 
birthdays every two to three weeks, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to continue, I guess, until, I don't know, the next 20 years. No. I mean, not that we go to. They don't. I was about to say. They, <laughs> We're not going to be invited to like 17th birthdays. Yeah. Well, maybe like sweet 16s. Maybe somebody will do like a big baller sweet 16. I with can't a dance imagine floor. we're going every couple weeks, though. That'd be super weird. No, 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 no. Another and teenager's birthday I'm going to. I really feel like it's only for these first four or yeah, five I'd... years because then they get their little friend groups. We're not going to like all of our friends' kids. You they're, know what I mean? They're more of like the kids are invited. The kids invite the kids, not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we're about to be in that season where we're driving kids around and going yeah. to activities and just the first and second birthdays are they're mostly like the parents doing stuff, getting together. Yeah, yeah, it is, but it's so, fun. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. And the kids get to. You said that, and I was like, we haven't been to that many birthday parties. And then I thought about mm-hmm. the fact that in August we're missing two different birthday parties. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. weddings, which we're we're coming to the end of that season, but yeah. That's, that's I'm excited. Right. She's a flower girl again. She's been a flower girl two Augusts in a row. Yeah. All in Minnesota. Yeah. She was a flower girl the last time just before she could walk. So I'm excited that she can walk this time. I don't know if she's going to pull it off. She's, I think uh, she's going to be terrified. She's an entertainer, but she, she needs a second to warm up to a crowd. And I don't know if we're going to get that. I think the move is going to be to have her with me and then put you at the front. Okay. That's probably doable. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's going to go to Dada way more than she's going to go to Mama. Yeah. She's in a mom strike. A mom strike. That's a little mom strike. This morning, she woke up and I heard from her room, Dada, Dada. And so I went in. I opened the door. I said, good morning. And she said, where'd Dada go? (laughs) And I said, it's me getting you up this morning. She said, Dada. I said, do you want me to take you to Dada? Yeah. <laughs> and then the moment you were there, she's been out on me the rest of the day. Okay. Yeah. She's she's into dad. She likes dad. Big, we're buddies. Big dad friend. She likes to cuddle mom at night. Eh. Mm. Even then, if dad's an option, like you remove yourself. I, and I appreciate it. I see the work you're doing and I appreciate <laughs> it. But it is, it's totally staged. Matt's Tot- like... <laughs> all right, you have to cuddle with mom now because I can't do that. And then he disappears. But if you're in the living room, she wants to be with you. Okay. Okay. You know, it's true. It's okay. I'm just, I'm trying. No, you don't have to be dishonest with me. I'm self-aware. Yeah. I picked a good dad for her. Yeah. She's she's vibing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It was a crazy week though. And I cleaned the laundry room. You did. You did a good job with that. That was my proudest accomplishment. I have not touched it at all today which i was hoping to put away more clothes but i'll get to it yeah we cleared the laundry room and then we started doing laundry again so now it's full of clothes it is not that bad it'll take me 30 minutes to put the clothes away yeah but just gotta get there but okay what about you what did i do yeah like how's your getting back into do you feel like you're back in a routine uh not i'm not there yet I didn't have a great routine to begin with, so I think I feel like I'm trying to kick off routines rather than return to them. Matt's 18 months in on trying to kick off a routine. It's not, yeah. And the funny if that thing tells is, you anything. you're a routine boy. Yeah, I am, but... But I, you don't uh, want to... You like it to be... I feel like you like your routine to be forced upon you. I don't know about that, but... Oh. I, I need a lot of framework to know... I don't know. I'm, I'm having to That's develop That's interesting my own. to me. So... I, I guess I'm thinking of it when I say forced upon you, I mean that somebody puts you in a little track and it's like A or B, A or B, you have to make a decision. And you're like, B, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's like as much choice as you can handle. Yeah, that choice is not my friend. Yeah. So it, it feels like, I don't know. Yeah, it's anyway, <laughs> having all the options in the world is not a great place for me. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I think I'm getting that's there. hard for any. I don't think that's just yeah. you. I think that's hard for a lot of people. That's one included. of the things. Yeah. Since working from home and being self-employed and all this, this whole gig, um, it's been very, very odd because I've gone from jobs where I have very clear deliverables, very clear goals. You know, you have a team and the metrics you go by, you know, dollars and time and 
all this stuff that's very quantifiable and I mean that's not that it doesn't apply to our job now but it's there, there's very much a structure around expectations and it's established and now we have all the options in the world we can do anything make we can't do anything no we have to have a podcast recorded and out every wednesday and every monday yes again we post on all platforms every day yes but what you post about and what you want that to look like and there's a lot more flexibility much less well matt uses his flexibility to just not do any of that (laughs) (laughs) because you panic about it yeah yeah so not my strength. That actually was really helpful, though, how you just worded that, saying that at your last job when you said, well, it was measurable with money and time and this and that. And I was sitting here going in my head as you were talking, in my opinion, our job now is structured in that exact same way. We're just responsible. Like, you don't have a manager to report to. Mm-hmm. Your manager is the people who are following you online who are very loving and forgiving. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't make a very good boss. You need somebody that comes down on you. It's like, yeah. get this or you're fired. Cracks the whip. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to be like a, a very... <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had a manager. <laughs> just Well, no. No, you yeah. haven't because you don't... You did your job because you were fearful of that. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Sure. Whereas with content creation, being self-employed, things like that, it, it's kind of like getting ghosted, you know? It's no. like a slow ghosting. <laughs> Who's ghosting who? Well, it's like a slow firing. Who's oh, you're slowly firing yourself? Yeah, you are from yeah. your job <laughs> by not doing it. Quiet quitting on myself. Oh, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I feel like you're quiet quitting. <laughs> what? What's so funny Just about Just the idea that? of quiet quitting on a self-employed job is really uh is funny. But okay. You're hilarious. (laughs) This is so dumb. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's a good strategy. That's I don't believe ever been my claim. Okay. So tell them about your career before you quiet quit social media. Yeah. So again, I think somebody asked uh, a couple weeks ago about what my job looked like, how I got into engineering, and just what that whole uh, path looked like. How did I get started in engineering? So. Um, I graduated high school and I liked math and science. He's brilliant. I was good at math and science. Very smart. Oh, well, that's generous of you to say. Um, You are. You're still very smart, but. (laughs) (laughs) Still got it. (laughs) No, but high school you, I feel like. Was really smart. no, No, you were more excited about the world. Life. Yeah. And I feel like less jaded. less jaded. Really, you were just so sharp and looking for something that you felt would be secure. Yeah, that was I. That was really what I was. So I I graduated high school and I wanted I, the thing I really wanted to do was be an architect um, because I liked drawing and I liked buildings and. Matt still wants to be an architect. I don't know. I don't know if I do or don't. But that was what interested me at the time. But it was also 2010, and uh, lots of architects weren't working. So it seemed like a bad career path to launch into. Um, Turns out it had been fine by the time I graduated, but getting into it. Plus, it's a five-year program that requires so much work. It would not have been a good choice for me. I'll be totally honest. In that time in your life, I don't know if you would have made it through. No. No, no, no. If I actually had to show up to my classes and do all the studio time and do all the homework, there's no way. Like, I I just would not have made it. But back up, I was like, I can do math. I like I like math. I like science for the most part. I, I'll, maybe engineering. And, like, they start out with a nice solid base pay when you come out of school. So, like, don't have to worry about that. You just start in engineering and... Then you, you can, can figure pay it your out. Bills. Yeah, you can pay your bills, and that's all I'm really worried about. So that's how I chose. And then when I got to college, I picked chemical engineering because that is the one that is almost the least defined. Like you can do almost anything with it because you learn a little bit about everything. A lot of the other engineering disciplines, mechanical, electrical, they have 
more specialization, which means they know more about what they're talking about. But <laughs> chemical, you know a little bit about enough that you can do all kinds of stuff. That's funny to hear it from your perspective because so many people, when I talk to them, talk like chemical engineering is one of the harder ones. And you just made it sound like it was one of the ones for dummies. It's not I, for dummies. I know none of it's for yeah. dummies. I don't actually no, no, mean no. that. But. I mean, again, I, it is one that is probably harder, but your depth of knowledge in any one place is not as deep. So you're not, I would say they're some of the least specialized. Like they have, they know chemistry, but chemists are going to know chem- more. Mm-hmm. They know math, but I would say several of the other engineerings know better, like more difficult math. More and robust use it. math. Yeah. More robust is probably the right way to say it. But you learn a lot of it, but in application, you, you'll you end up going somewhere where you use just part of it or a completely new skill set. And that's kind of every job, I think. Every job you you go to school and you learn stuff and you may or may not use any of that stuff, but until you get into the workforce, you don't you're you're just going to have to learn to do your job on the job. I wanted to be a chemical engineer. Really? In middle school, we've talked about this. I know. I, I always forget that though. Yeah. I uh, I'm living your dream. <laughs> you are. No, I did. I wanted to be a chemical engineer and then I took chemistry in 8th grade high school chemistry when I was mm-hmm. in 8th grade and I was like I can't do this. Oh, I nearly failed Chem 1. I, I, chemistry's, it wasn't even that it was hard. It's that it did not, I mean, it is hard. It's mm-hmm. not that it's not. I don't mean anything about whether it's hard or not. The thing that was most hard for me was it interested me zero. Yeah. The way that the education materials were written, I think chemistry could be really interesting. And yeah. it could be done and written in a way that's more applicable to day-to-day life and interactions because i think chemistry's everywhere but oh my gosh that class was unbearable yeah the 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 t-shirt that i had was fantastic and it was still terrible yeah i had terrible study habits that's really why i almost failed chem one uh because i didn't do the homework and i didn't study and that's how you get c's and d's and f's and i was lucky to not get an f but i barely made a c and then I did the same thing in Chem 2. And I was like, is chemical engineering the right choice for you? Because you seem bad at this. Like, you don't <laughs> seem like chemistry's your bag. Didn't you like organic chemistry, though? Then I took organic, and I learned to study more. And I liked that. It made a little bit more sense, which, again, my career path in school is kind of the opposite of what it should look like, where you start out really poorly and end strong. And that's because I had to learn how to study. And once I did that, I was like, oh, if I do the homework and I read the book and I practice, I will feel more prepared when I take a test. And like it it panned out that way. Then you started doing okay. Yeah. Then I started not failing my chemistry classes. How did you manage all the teamwork? Uh, Teamwork. That's, yeah. You had a good, I, I, I'm just going to jump in since, you know, my engineering experience. Mm -hmm. You were there for a lot of it. Uh, I was going to say that you had a really tight-knit group of friends that were in your major, and you guys really stuck together. I feel like that helped you manage a lot of the team aspects. Definitely, definitely. I had a small group of three, four, five people uh, that we took a lot of the same classes at the same time and uh, coordinated our schedules together. And so if there was a group project where we weren't assigned a group, which for the most part in college a lot of times you, you get to pick your groups. They, you know, you're an adult. They let you try and act like one to the best of your abilities, which was limited at the time. But no, I had a, I had a tight knit group that we worked really well together and we understood each other and uh, we we held each other accountable. But if I had to do a bunch of random groups, uh, it probably would have been more difficult. What's the most memorable time with those people? Studying wise. <laughs> like Studying. Just, you know, that's a good clarification. Um, I, <laughs> I, okay. Yeah, actually we, we want both. <laughs> both. Oh man. Um, probably the, my freshman year. So we were all in the same dorm and we would, again, it, it was less studying and more like this homework's due tomorrow and there's a ton of it. And so we'd be up at like two in the morning on Sunday trying to get homework done for Monday. Uh, and that happened a bunch of times. But, yeah, 
Yeah, just just a bunch of times hanging out in the computer lab or the library and um, making each other laugh and occasionally making each other actually study the material. You guys did a lot of studying, I feel like. Later. Later we did a lot more studying. The, the early days, it was a lot of hanging out. And I think they were doing homework and I was just hanging out. And then if I remember right, you were pretty anti-grad, like doing grad school after. Oh, yeah. Uh, grad school was not on the table for you me. You have multiple friends that did grad school. I had several and friends did their, who did. Do you have PhD? Uh, did anybody do their PhD? Yeah, I know I a think couple it, people had offers, but I didn't and know. I th- I'm not positive everybody, if, if they've... I know a couple of people definitely started PhD programs. I'm not positive they are all done. Um, but yes, yeah, several went PhDs and a lot of them went masters. But uh, I barely made it through the four years of school. So signing up for another two, three, four years of school was not in the bag for me. I, uh, I took my degree and ran. You know what else wasn't in the bag for you? What? Internships. Yeah, that would have required applying. Applying. <laughs> you guys, if you're an engineering student, we get asked a lot, I feel like, from yeah. engineering students about your path. I feel like maybe you're a little comforting as an engineer just because you didn't do a lot of the things that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that he does no. not recommend doing no, the no, things no, no. he didn't do. No, no, no. It should do. be a cautionary tale. Now, don't get down on yourself if you are trying and, you know, don't get an internship. But I, I wasn't doing that either. I wasn't working super hard to get one. And so I never got one. Yeah. Did you apply for anything at all? I think I applied for some, but not real diligently. Like if the career fair was there, you'd oh, talk to I people. I thought you never applied for anything. No, I, I applied for a few that like they came on campus and then they talked to you everybody. You went to the career fair. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. A couple times. And so, but I was not. Was probably not giving it my all. Okay. And then you started your job. I did start my job. So, yeah, I, again, I didn't have any internships. I was not the, the top of my class by any means. It's fine. You did well. Yes, at the end. But the first couple years dragged the GPA down a little bit. Um, but it was, it did take me a little while to get a job after school. Three, four months? No. Was it that long? No. No. No, did it just feel like that because everybody else had their jobs lined up Yep. right after school and I did not? You started your job August 1st. Okay. So we probably graduated in late May. April, May. You graduated the second week in May. Okay. And you started your job August 1st. So I had June and July. You interviewed not, in July. Yeah. You got the job offer. So I had two months, two months after school where I... Yeah. Did not have a job or you were working, anything lined up. No, I had a job. Engineering. Yeah. yeah, I was working hotel front desk, which is a great job for college kids, by the way. I always recommend that. You uh, you have downtime, but it's it's good, good work if you can get it. But yeah, no, I, I had two months, and then I finally uh, finally got my job in St. Louis, and so it it was for a consulting firm that did food and beverage. So, and our, our group had a lot of, uh, ex Anheuser-Busch, which beer company, uh, engineers. So we did a lot of consulting for breweries, uh, whether that was utilities or specifically, um, just, just designing and expanding. And your, your job search was super stressful prior to getting that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, uh, again, I, I tend to face adversity poorly where I get really down on myself, uh, like, oh, why didn't I do internships? Why didn't I do all this stuff? Because a lot of the people, again, the reason you, uh, it's great to do inter- internships and co-ops is because, one, if you do well in the position, a lot of times they will hire you on as a full-time employee once you get out of school. So I know a lot of people who had internships and co-ops and enjoyed their experiences at companies. They weren't stressed at all because they knew exactly where they were going as soon as they got out of school. Um, and if you don't enjoy the experience, you have a better idea of where you do want to look or where at least where you don't want to look. And so that experience is invaluable, especially if it's on a short term and you don't have to kick off a full-time position and then realize it and then go, well, do I leave a few months into my job and have my resume look like I'm jumping around or do I stick it out for a year or two and then try and find something different? 
Well, and it just depends on so much where you want to live. That was something that I didn't expect when learning about engineering when we were engaged is Matt wanted to move to Northwest Arkansas, but there aren't a lot of chemical engineering positions in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, especially for younger, less experienced. Again, as you get more experience as an engineer, you're almost more versatile in that you can be an engineering manager. You have less, you need less day-to-day experience in a field. You can go, hey, I've managed engineers, I can manage a budget, I can manage a schedule. I may not know exactly what you guys do, but I can do these things and these are my skills and this is my background. As a younger engineer, you have more technical skills that you're required to know. So if you're changing jobs, there may be an expectation that you know a software you haven't worked with or industry-specific knowledge that's going to take you some time to get built up on. And so they either have to recognize your talent in other things and your ability to learn, or you have to be able to sell yourself as having knowledge that lines up well. And so, and again, this area just did not have, a lot of times chemical engineers go into places where they make large manufacturing facilities. And those aren't always near uh, residential areas because not everybody wants a chemical plant or a major manufacturing plant, you know, near houses. and That makes sense. Yeah, it's a whole thing because they have, you know, some of them smell bad and some of them look bad. and So they get put way out in the boonies sometimes because, yeah, you don't, you don't want to live next to it. You think they call Boonville the boonies? I mean, I, I think it's probably considered that at times, <laughs> for sure. Matt worked at a plant at his job uh, in Arkansas that was in Boonville, Arkansas, which yep. is, a, it's not that small, is it? Or is it really? No, it's not teeny tiny. Okay. People talk about it like it's teeny tiny. It's small, but, but it's like a Walmart. As I, Yeah, that's not what I yeah. think of as teeny tiny. Teeny tiny is like where my family lives in North Dakota. Yeah, I think of that. It as, has like a cafe and yeah. a bank. I, I think that you can have small town and yeah. stuff without, but... But it's a small town. It's not like a teeny tiny nowhere. It's not the boonies. No, no. It's civilization. Yeah. If it has a Walmart, I'm yeah. like, that's... Yeah, it has a Sonic. Oh, wow. McDonald's, yeah. They, they've they got it all. They definitely have a Subway. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely do have a Subway. 100%. Oh, 100%. That's funny. So, no. Yeah, I, uh, it took me a while to find uh, somebody looking for skills, uh, my skills, uh, looking for somebody with my skills yeah and my background did you feel really passionate about engineering no i don't know that i was ever passionate about engineering like i enjoyed solving problems i enjoyed uh coming up with new solutions and being a problem solver and that's kind of what they teach you to do in engineering school is and that's one of the things if you why an engineering degree is so versatile is because you can take a problem solving perspective and take that into any job um and if you can learn the ins and outs of that job, whether that's in business or some other science field or medical field, a lot of times people will take an engineering degree and go, hey, I'm not into being an engineer, but I do like this. And once you have that knowledge, you can you can use your background in problem solving. So hmm. I like that part of it, but I, I, I don't know that I was ever passionate about being an engineer, the ins and outs of it. So... I just read what you wrote for Bad Dad, Mean Mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing that maybe today I'm just on edge because I am ready to fight you on (laughs) every last thing you've said. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Do you have anything else you want to note on engineering before we move on? No. No. I, I, again, I always enjoyed being an engineer, but I don't know that it was ever my passion. Like, I I could have pivoted to, to other things. I liked helping young engineers. Like that was one of the things as I got further into engineering and I had um, younger people that I could give advice to and help through problems. That was something I enjoyed doing. I think the one thing that I have found you and I to have in common is we like to mentor. Yeah. I think yeah. we both just really enjoy that. Yeah. Again, I had a lot of experience in doing things not well. And so it was it was easier for me to go, I can see where you're starting out with this. Here's here's some things to work on. And yeah, I would agree with you that our strength can often be boiling down more complicated and open-ended tasks and going, hey, here's a great way to start 
on a problem. Mm-hmm. So. Bad dad. Bad, bad. Mean you, mom. You're doing more. Uh, mean. Mean. Maybe that's why we need a soundboard is so you don't have to make up songs for our segment transitions every time. Yeah, that'd probably but be good. Bad dad, mean mom. This yeah. is where we touch on parenting fails of the week. Look, I <laughs> think this is horrible husband. I don't think this is bad dad or mean mom. Okay. I, at the very root of this, think this is... Bad husband. Horrible hubby. (laughs) There Uh, you go. She's a wordsmith. And I think that is because I would like to start, before I read what he wrote, Uh I'd like to start with, I have systems in my life. Okay. And if Matt doesn't deem my system (laughs) worthy of the title system, he will just tell me that that is in fact not a system and so he does not have to abide by it whatsoever for example (laughs) i always keep the keys to my vehicle in my purse is this something to say on mine (laughs) why not somebody's just gonna snatch your purse and drive away in your car but it's fine you don't think people keep their keys in their purse (laughs) no they do okay i always keep my keys in my purse Mm -hmm. and matt hates that about me (laughs) and so and he here's the thing we each have our own keys to our vehicles yeah okay so sometimes let me just tell you about this i always know where the keys to my car are because i know where my purse is okay unless i've moved them unless matt has lost his keys because he doesn't (laughs) have a system and then removes my keys from my purse and then also loses my keys maybe the problem is i don't have a purse <laughs> maybe you do, you do have a man a, a fanny pack now. i've been wearing a fanny pack you frequently stole lately. my fanny pack i did you were wearing it often uh, you okay. can wear it now yeah no that's it's great. just a little diaper it, fanny pack it's it been looks good on you it's been a good replacement for the diaper bag because maybe you should keep your car keys in it i sometimes i do but then i take them out because i'm if i'm not going to wear the fanny pack Okay, well... Again, the fanny pack's full of diapers, so I don't wear it when I go by myself. Long story short, Matt's car key has been missing for how long now? Uh, Just before we left is the last time I went golfing for a little insight. Well, he just ruined the story, (laughs) but I was brilliant and figured out where his key was. You did. You Sherlock Holmes it. Yeah, I did. Uh, It was in his golf bag. Yeah, because we couldn't figure out... I couldn't figure out. You did, but... Immediately. I, we we drove somewhere. I, we threw my golf clubs in and drove somewhere, and then all of a sudden it was acting like a second set of keys were in the car, and I couldn't figure it out. And you were like, it's your golf bag. And I was like, oh, no. Yep, you're right. Okay, so what Matt wrote on Bad Dad Mean Mom okay. is, after clearing out the car from our road trip, honestly a win given our track record. I will We did clean that. out the car, which often doesn't happen. Yeah. We keep thinking we still have a diaper bag in the car, and we don't. Yes. Because you also, your system for the diaper bag is to just leave it in the car. I leave a stocked diaper bag in my car at all times. And Mm. when... Somewhat stocked. Unless we run out. Unless we run out and Matt doesn't tell me. The moment I know that it's empty, I restock it because (laughs) I have a system. Okay. You are driving me nuts. It's fine. <sighs> and you took my diaper bag out of the car. Mm-hmm. And then keep being surprised when I'm like, oh, my system isn't, you know. So I need to put the bag back in the car. It's fine. I'll put your diaper bag back in the car. Where's your <sighs> diaper bag? I don't know. I didn't bring it in. Okay. It's fine. It's my problem, too. It's not a bad dad. Or it is a bad dad. It's not a mean mom. No, it's not a bad dad. And it's not a mean mom. No. The point was we've just gone several places and been like, oh, no. Yeah. We don't have a diaper bag. Yeah, that's true. But you've been... I, I've thought it a couple times. And you've been um, diligent dad with uh, the fanny pack. The fanny pack. That's why the fanny pack is stocked with diapers at this point. Because it's uh, the, just the right size to bring a couple diapers and some wipes. I just would really like you. You don't have to use the same systems I use, but I'd like you to respect my systems. Never. Rather than mocking them and then ruining them. (laughs) (laughs) It hurts my feelings. Pass. It also hurts my feelings because the reason you can always rely on me having 
a key to the car Mm -hmm. is because of the system you hate. I guess so. Also, for a long time, I actually have lost my entire extra set of keys for everything because (laughs) this was years ago now. I'm just, I'm giving you all the tea about Matt. Uh, because Matt doesn't like anything to be attached to the key okay. uh, fob. So no keychains, no anything, which is fine. If it's your own key, She you used don't to keep three to... and a half pounds strapped to her key. <laughs> the it's, car key that went in her car. It's my key. It's, I, I mean, again, I think it probably ruined the ignition of your vehicle. It was so heavy. It did not. I feel like it would have just broken the key off at some point. Anyway, it was like if you took a purse and strapped everything together and then strapped that to a set of keys. And you know what? That's okay, because it's not yours. I wasn't forcing you to have that for your thing. So I lost all my my keys to, like, my keys to my parents' house. Like, all of those (laughs) are just gone. Gone. They're attached to a wallet, attached to, I don't know, stuff. Uh Uh-huh. They're probably in a box in our garage. Why? I, I mean, I don't know. Because I lost them. <laughs> Greg's Reads of the Week. Mm. Greg's Reads of the Week. <laughs> oh, wow. I was, I was trying to backtrack it. Because if you're not going to stop singing, I guess we might as well steer into it. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is the segment where Greg, my dad, uh, sends us articles all the time. Because yeah. he's a big news guy. He, he likes to news. read. It's not even, we've talked about before, it's not even really news. It's just uh, articles from yeah. the internet. And we rate them on a scale of one to five. How much anxiety the headline gives us when it hits our uh, inbox notifications. So, billionaire Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) She's crushing it so far. (laughs) This is funny. How do you pronounce his last name? Munger? Yeah. Okay. Billionaire child. (laughs) (laughs) Billionaire child genius. No. (laughs) Billionaire Charlie Munger's advice. It's a bitch, but you got to do it. Find a way to get your hands on $100,000. Why earning your first $100,000 is key if you want to be rich. Long article title. What is this? I didn't read it either, but it is funny. That's why I put it in. Oh, man. You know. It's good stuff. uh, This gives me no anxiety, but it does give me a really good case of the giggles. I don't really care to be rich. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I don't um, think having money is a, a bad thing, but that is not something I'm striving to be. Rich for riches sake. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. I'd like to be secure, and I do feel like I'm in a season in my life where I feel secure. Uh, and so beyond that, it's not really important to me. So this gives me no anxiety, and it also doesn't feel very relevant to me. Yeah. Because the idea of find a way to get your hands on $100,000 <laughs> sounds very uh, – isn't there that Donald Trump quote where he's like, well, I got my first small loan of $5 million from yeah, my father. Yeah, it was father. like $10 million, but like back in like 1990, so that's you know the equivalent of like $50 million now. Yeah. Small loan. It kind of has that energy to it. It does, but – who knows? There might be good advice in here. I don't know. Two out of five for me. Really? Yeah. Five. We're, we're rating it what zero to five? Like a two-ish. Get your hands on a hundred thousand dollars. Like that and seems it, a little. It may be something that if I went and clicked on it and read it, I realized Dad was like making a joke when he sent it, but sure. I didn't go read it, so I sure. don't know. And it may just be like you know invest it. I did read this next one. We are damn fools. Scientists who sounded climate alarm in eighties warns of worse to come. I don't know, a five? Five out of five. Five Five out of five. Yeah, somewhere in there. Five out of five. It's, you know, just because it's like the hottest year on record and feels like every day just gets hotter. It's been great. I definitely think, yeah, crisis, terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely not. And the article didn't make me feel any better either. So Uh, It doesn't seem like it. Uh, Okay, next one. The FDA approved a new preventative shot for RSV, the leading cause of U.S. infant hospitalization. Oh, Zero out of five. No, yeah, no, zero. Love this for us. That's a good thing. Yeah. Loved seeing that come through. That's exciting. Good positive news. Yeah. You want to do the last one? Boomers, 72 trillion great wealth transfer to millennials will probably come with some strings attached. Zero out of five. Yeah, I don't know. I'm expecting nothing from boomers. Yeah, it's, nothing. Um, I like I as a I just don't. I don't expect anything. Yeah. So it was uh yeah, we we try to operate under the assumption that you know 
We're going to have to do it on our own. And if anything comes through, then great. But otherwise, Well, no. and I just am not big on the whole strings attached thing. It reminds me a lot of uh, my roof, my rules. Okay. And I feel that way about like strings attached. Like, well, if you want this, then I don't like people trying to exert control over others. Well, I think this is assuming they died. So I don't necessarily know that they're... I think it's much more about... Uh, I've looked at this article a little bit. I don't. I didn't read it thoroughly, but I think a lot of it was talking about... Um, that the younger generations don't know how to manage wealth well. Oh, I do know how to do that. Well, I don't know I mean, if I know how to do that. But, but I know Dad sends me a lot of articles about it. Yeah, we can just look back and, and see all the what Charlie Munger says about getting your first $100,000. I don't actually know how to do that. Yeah, but... but I, can re- I can read. Yeah. Yeah, we can read. Surely we can learn, right? Yeah, I think we can figure it out. So, But a lot of it was like... If you're a boomer and you're listening to this and you're thinking... What millennial seems like they can read? It's us. It's us. <laughs> Not to brag, but very literate. Yeah, no, it's like uh, they, they polled younger generations, and like the younger they got, the less they felt like they could handle a large amount of money well. That's not surprising. No. We, we, our generation we, hasn't we known a it. large yeah. sum of money. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is more the uh, insecurity of like, what do I do with it? Am I doing this correctly? I don't know. So I don't know about the strings attached part of the article, but that was a, that was a main focus early. That it was going to be about even after they die, that you have to do certain things. Gotcha. To, I, I we don't, I didn't see strings. anything about that yet, but it could have been later. I got it, through the it's first probably part. Probably not about that at all. I didn't read it, but that's what I got from the headline. Yep. And that's gives, why. It gives me no anxiety because I'm not participating. Got it. No strings for her. Yep. She got no strings on her. Word Pinocchio. of the week. Word, Word of, of the week. week. Yeah. Word of the week. All right. Word of the week. You familiar oh, with like the word that. syncope? No. Is it like syncopate? Um, like it doesn't it doesn't mean that, but oh, okay. Uh, it's it's spelled pretty closely. Okay. Yeah. Syncope. Syncope. It's like the technical term for fainting. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, like passing out. And then suddenly I felt like I was going to syncope? Uh, I think that's correct. Wow. Oh, just ran into it, and then it's one of those words that... Uh, that sounds to me like I really have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Let me double check we're pronouncing that correctly, but I'm pretty sure. Like, oh It's man. one of those that I saw that... I gotta run, <laughs> I gotta go syncope, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you space it out like that, yeah, I think it does work like that. That's, that's what it sounded like yeah. to me. Syncope, also known as fainting. Yep. Syncope. Hmm. It, it, you know what? There's a phonetic spelling right here. It is literally sync a p. Sync a p. So, I laughed at you, but it is correct. But that, you know what I mean? Yeah, syncope. Syncope. Yeah. Have you ever syncope? No, I have never uh, fainted. I I don't know that I've ever fainted either. I almost did once when I think I took too much Benadryl. No, too much cold medicine, too much Dayquil. And I stood up Tell too quickly. Tell me more about that story. When did you take too much Dayquil and why? I was home. I was I was touring somewhere with my dad. Um, City Utilities. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, I took too much Dayquil. Or I might have just been really sick. And I stood up and I couldn't see. And I had to sit back down. And I was like, Dad, I can't see. I need a second. Happens to the best And then my vision filled back in, and we were good to go. All right. Love to hear it. So, but not a full syncope for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That one I'm going to remember. That's going to be like a Kimbo for me. Yeah. Syncope and a Kimbo. I thought you'd like that one, but it's one that's spelled a little weird. So, like, it looks like uh, syncope or something. What did I ask? If it was like, what? Syncope was like. A Kimbo? No. Oh, oh, sink a pee? Yeah, what did I say? Did I ask at the very beginning? Oh, I if said, it was like syncopate? Syncopate, yeah. Again, spelled similarly. Yeah, okay. they pr- They're probably rooted in the same thing. Probably. All right, voicemails. We only have one this week. Okay. Are you ready for we this? We have some emails if you want to fill it out. Do, yeah, I do. do Great. Do. Hey, Joe and Matt. I am Annalise. I'm from South Texas, but I'm actually in... California. I live in California now, but I'm calling because I would love to get into houseplants, but I don't really know where to start. So I know that Joe is really passionate about them. And so I want to know if maybe 
you guys could kind of go into a little bit like for beginners like first house plants like maybe give like first five that are like dog safe or something like that um and i'd really appreciate it also i am some completely impressed that you guys did such a long road trip with two little kids i love road trips always have done them um but i just can't imagine doing them with like two kids so go y'all and thank you for having like such an easy going podcast i it really keeps me company while i like do my chores and do my long commutes and stuff like that okay plants i can't help you thank you for leaving a voicemail and we love you uh plants here's what you're gonna do you're gonna start with a pothos also i feel like saying plants are pet safe dog safe cat safe is so hard because a lot of plants are labeled as toxic but the amount of plant your dog has to ingest in order for it to make them sick is pretty exceptional not for everything like Mm -hmm. lilies are super toxic to cats and dogs both but especially cats like if they smell them wrong it can kill them yeah so like, if you eat enough of a house plant it's toxic to you right exactly Just, so the thing to know is How, avoid things that are very toxic yes but when uh, a lot of people are like oh well dogs can't eat that one your dog has to have an interest in eating it a lot of times they we haven't had the experience of our dogs being super interested in I eating know the house plants had their animals like tear them apart more mm-hmm. than actually ingest yeah them. and again avoid the ones that are very poisonous but it's very hard to find one that is completely safe for a dog to just eat the entirety of so they don't label them as pet safe unless that's basically the case peperomia is pet safe uh but i always recommend to anyone interested in getting started with plants instead of like a top five there there is a like top three that i have that are easy mm-hmm. but then there are the plants i recommend if you actually want to learn about caring for house plants and they're easy in a different way so plants that i think are easy that if you just want to have some confidence and you know know that you've kept something alive a, a snake plant uh, a ZZ plant, like those are usually the top two that I recommend. Snake plants are great. Because you're likely not going to kill it unless you overwater it um, or you don't water it for a long, 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 like months. long time. Uh, but I also think it's really hard to learn about houseplants and to get better at having houseplants with a snake plant because there's really not a ton of caring of it that goes on it's kind of like having a pet rock and then expecting (laughs) to get be like a better pet owner because you've had a pet rock exactly it's it's not good training for plants so instead what i recommend if you're interested in learning about house plants is getting a pothos they're all kinds of varieties of it i would recommend doing a golden pothos or a uh marble queen pothos uh something really simple you can get those at most nurseries pretty readily on hand there are pothos plants that I think are a little bit harder, like satin and silver pothos can be a little, they're still not crazy mm-hmm. hard or anything, but they can be a little bit harder. Uh, or you could start with a heartleaf philodendron, something like that. These are trailing plants. So the thing that I think is so satisfying about starting with a golden pothos is you're going to see the new growth come in. It's going to get those long dangly, you know, stems coming off uh and you can learn a lot about light and watering based on how your plant reacts so when you forget to water it uh a pothos is going to look sad physically look sad and then once you give it water it will come back to life quite easily Uh, it's not going to be easily shocked or shaken uh which is the problem with going with like a fiddle leaf fig as your first plant oh man they're really temperamental as long as you're consistent and they're in the right lighting situation they're really pretty simple to care for but moving them or over watering them or doing anything that could shock them like really sets you back if you get them in the right place they are relatively stable but finding the right place is difficult and they don't like being moved and they don't like change yeah. So if you don't nail it on your first try or two, they just kind of fall apart. Whereas with a pothos, it 
I don't know. You can just tell, like, do I need more water? Do I need less water? Uh, And you can tell, am I in a good spot with light because of how much distance you have between leaves? Is your plant getting leggy? Is it not? Pothos just give a lot of signals uh, to help you learn about caring for plants. So that's what I would recommend to start. And then if you, the other fun thing about pothos is when they get long, you can uh, cut them and start learning about propagation and all that too. And make little baby plants. Cool. So those are my suggestions. Yeah. Again, I'm not a, I'm not a pro, but I have seen a few things over the years. Yeah. Fiddle leaf figs being one of them and that we're, they're just not our bag. We've only ever had one. Yeah. But I think that traumatized you from, from trying it again. We had one and a small one and it did great. And then we had to move it mm-hmm. and it, all the leaves fell it off just, and it died. It just disintegrated. And I then was, it was a stick in a pot. Yeah. I'd rather do like a rubber tree or yeah. something, which I had a rubber tree. You had a great rubber tree. And then I loved, but it wasn't doing well at our house. Mm-hmm. And I moved it to two or three different spots and it wasn't dying, but it wasn't like. It wasn't growing well. It was just kind of stuck. Yeah. It wasn't thriving. And so my sister came to town and she's like, oh, I've been looking for a rubber tree. I have the perfect spot for it. Mm-hmm. So I let her take it back to Omaha and it's like quadrupled inside her house. It's insane. I'm so it's jealous. It's like a $400 rubber tree now. Yeah. But when we gave it to her, it was a sad. It was a sad $20 rubber sad, tree. Sad $50 one at the best. Yeah. It was, it was not. Yeah. Anyway. But that, again, a lot of it's light too. If you find a good spot in your house with light, you can work with the temperature and and the the watering. That's the nice part about pothos is uh, there or pothos. I don't know how you actually pronounce it. I don't know. I could be saying it wrong all this time. That's fine. Every time I watch, like everybody, pothos. P-O-T-H-O-S. So if you're looking for it, that's what it is. And if we're saying it wrong, deal with it. I didn't learn about plants from somebody. I learned about plants by reading books. And so mm. I've never heard people like I've heard people online, but I've heard it every which way. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. I don't either. Huh. Okay. Might be regional. Email. We got an email. So actually we've got several emails, but we'll just hit one here before Out we Out of the box. The email inbox. Sure. There you go. I was curious where we we're going with that, but <laughs> inbox. I like it. Hey there, I'm sorry to say that I'm not from New Zealand, but enjoy your content just as much as everyone over there does. I don't know if it's everyone, but that is a funny line, and we appreciate it very much. I have a 10-month-old. I experienced a horrible pregnancy similar to Joe. I lost 18 pounds from vomiting, had nausea the entire pregnancy, food aversions, exhaustion, you name it. I'm currently in a place where I'm somewhat scared to get pregnant again. I want to eventually give my daughter a sibling, but I am having a hard time getting over these thoughts. I feel so selfish to say these things, but pregnancy was so incredibly hard on me, both mentally and physically. Did thoughts like this happen for you, Joe, considering the first part of your pregnancy with G? If so, how did you get over it? Oh, and if you ever do a meet and greet in New Zealand, let me know so I can start to budget. I think it would be a pretty cool place, too. So Right? She's in on New Zealand. I like it. Everybody should just go. We should all save, and we'll just all go to New Zealand together. Yeah. Maybe we could do... You know how they do those hosted trips? <laughs> I wonder if we could do that. Probably, but... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a bold choice. Let's look into that. Uh, find out if New Zealand wants us first. Might just be a few people. <laughs> well, but... Okay. No, I'm we, joking. Yeah. All right. Sad. Anyway, uh... I am going to be completely honest with you. I'm completely delusional. That's Mm -hmm. how I Mm -hmm. didn't let this creep up on me because I realized there was a good chance that I was going to get sick again. And if I focused on that, I was never going to want to do it again. We were going to be a family of three. And so I was like, you know what? Everybody says pregnancies aren't the same. It could be totally different. I probably won't be sick. You know what? I'm manifesting that I'm not going to be sick. (laughs) I'm going to be so great and it's going to be so perfect. Uh, And then from like, I don't know, four weeks, five days in, I had my (laughs) head in a toilet bowl for like. Yeah. You were like, oh, I feel like shit again. A long time. Yeah. But to me, pregnancy's hard, but it's so temporary compared to what you get out of it on the other end. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, yes, very hard. But I think for me personally, what I want out of my... So if you've been listening from episode one, this is a really good example of how I am one cookie now, 20 cookies later. 
I am 20 cookies later girl to the end. Yeah. Like for Matt, who is one cookie now, I think you, if you were the one that had if to do I it. If I had the experience, yeah, there's a good chance we'd be done or adopting or something. Yeah. Like, like Matt would be like, I'm out. Yeah. Because it would, it would probably, again, I, I think it is different when you have, I mean, being a mom, there is because uh, again, when you have that kid, when they, when they first like put him on your chest, you're like, oh, I want another one. Yeah. Like there is a chemical. I don't think everybody feels like no. that. No. Well, you didn't feel that way the first time. Uh, I mean, not that you were not, so, but you, like you didn't feel good. You were oh. able to, yeah, like no. you had an epidural the second time. So you definitely yeah. were able it to feel different... those feelings right away. Right. So not to, again, I think a lot of people feel guilt if they don't feel that way. And that's not, not a problem. That's normal. Yeah, I, and also I want to note that I'm not saying that one cookie now or 20 cookies later, one's better than the other. I think that it's a really good balance in between. Um, Unless you like 19 less cookies, loser. (laughs) Just kidding, that's who I am. No, I think they're both really Mm -hmm. relevant ways of thinking, and I think there's balance between them. But sometimes I don't feel like I'm the best person to give advice in this circumstance because I will make myself miserable in the moment for the chance to have things be the way I want in the future. Yeah. Yeah. You're very good at long-term planning. Yeah. And sometimes that means that I don't allow myself to have present moments that I enjoy the way that I probably should. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know how to encourage you in that because my second pregnancy was equally miserable. Yeah. I've, a couple things. I think you were better prepared for the experience. So you knew more of what was coming. You knew what worked okay. I mean, nothing fixed it, but you knew this is my best time to eat. This is my best time to sleep. This, These are things that I can do to set myself up better than I did the first time. And I know it's probably coming. I think another thing I think you did a really good job of was reframing and going, okay, I feel really bad, but that's often a good sign for the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. That means I'm producing a lot of the chemicals I need to be producing. Those chemicals make me feel terrible, but they do mean things are going, you know, how they should be going, yeah. most likely. So um, It's horrible. Yeah, it's it was a challenge for sure, but you are, one, a long-term person. And yeah. you've, you've, again, that's kind of been the theme of the last couple years is this time is really short. Um, and if, even if it's hard right now, you're going to look back and again, I think there's still things you miss about time in pregnancy, not the pregnancy itself, the experience. Like, yeah, I love being pregnant from the perspective of, I love dressing my bump. I love all of the Mm -hmm. emotions and excitement that come with it. I like the, the planning and the dreaming and the, a lot of those really fun things that come with it. But the, the physical experience leaves something, uh, a lot to be desired yeah. for you. It's, it's not a pretty uh, path for you. And I don't want to have anybody that's listening to this, if you're scared of pregnancy or having kids, I don't want to scare you because I have loads of friends mm-hmm. who haven't experienced nothing like mine. Very few of my friends were sick yeah. as long as I was. Uh, most, if they were sick, were done by 10, 12 weeks. That's, um, that's the much more common experience. And when you say 10, 12 weeks, I feel like it panics people. But remember, they didn't usually get sick until six or eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So it was like four weeks of... A month, two know, months at the most yeah, kind of deal. Not yeah. uh, six months. <laughs> yeah, which is more your experience. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't. I, I think that's part of it is I got it over with really quickly too. Like I was like, mm-hmm. I'm ready to have another one now because I want that pregnancy season to be over. Yeah. It's, it's a tough season for you, but yeah. again, I think you did reframe and I think, uh, you're just, you're a grin and bear it kind of person. Well, it's just, there, there are pros and cons to all of it. Mm-hmm. But it's also okay if it's too much. Yes, it is. Is the other side of it. Is yeah. It's absolutely a personal path. Yep. And I agree with that. the decision you make uh, is okay. And it's okay to prioritize yourself. I always really worry about that as I talk about my experience. And mm-hmm. I, the thing is, I was prioritizing myself when I 
chose to get pregnant again because what I want so badly is my child to have a sibling. That's not really like it's what I perceive to be what's right for my child, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Really, that's for me. And it's based on my own experiences and what I think I should be doing. And it doesn't apply to what I think other people um, should do or what is right for them. And I never want somebody to listen to us and feel poorly of their decisions if they felt like no children's right for them, one child's right for them, whatever it may be. And for whatever reason it is for you, if you don't want to do another pregnancy because you were sick and miserable and you don't want to put yourself in that situation because that's what's best for you, your mental health and your path. Hell yeah. Honestly, I mean, and you not being at your best uh, can compromise that for the people around you. 100%. For you, you were like, I want to get through this season. Yep. So I'm trying to, you know, get through this season now. I don't yeah. want to draw it out over 15 years if you don't have to. I knew, like, I, I've always known that I wanted quite a few kids. And I knew that if I did three years between them, it, <laughs> we'd probably get to the second one and I'd be done. Yeah. Because if I give myself the opportunity to truly get back, not back, I feel like it's all a progression forward, but Mm -hmm. to feel that really energetic, in shape, um, I have my life together feeling again, I don't (laughs) want to wreck a bowling ball into it. Yeah. It would be harder to do. Yeah. It would definitely be a harder... Right now, I have it a little together, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, we're making progress. This is good. But if it completely imploded, it would be okay. It's not like... You know, I have it figured yeah. out. Yeah, you wouldn't Where feel like Where it's funny because other people have the opposite mindset. They like, want to get all the way friends, back. They want to get everything all the way back to where they feel like it's all structured and then blow it up again. And I'm like, man, because they feel like yeah. it doesn't set them as far back. And I'm, I, I think that makes I, sense, I too. I think both perspectives are I true. I think they all get you to the same place. Yeah. <laughs> so you just got to decide what works best for you and your family. Truly. Truly the case. Mm-hmm. So. But. Good luck to you. Yes. Hopefully we'll see you in New Zealand someday. Yeah. Leave us some voicemail (laughs) when when she visits New Zealand with us. Uh, Leave us a voicemail. uh, Email us. Rate and review the podcast. Watch on YouTube. Leave a comment. Share on your stories. Yeah. Whatever else you want to do. Share it with that one friend that you know is going to join and listen every Uh week. And then, you know, (laughs) do it again and again. All right. We love you guys. Have a great one. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.